and welcome to another episode of Natural Born Quiller. Tonight, we, well, today, this morning, whatever time you're listening to this, we have one of my all-time favourite guests in the world. I'm being a little bit sarcastic, maybe. <sighs> the wonderful Jeff Muller. <laughs> hey, how are you doing, Tyrolyn? <laughs> Good. I told you I was going to make that your new thing. You are now Muller, like the cash, M-O-O-L-A-H. I think it will catch on. I uh, will it? Are you sure? Because mm. I'm hoping. Well, that's one of us. So, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your last name, though, because it is M U E L L E R, right? Yes. So, is it pronounced <laughs> Muller? Well, it, it's or Muller. How, how do you pronounce it's it? It's German. Um, so my family pronounces it Muller, um, but a lot of people pronounce it Mueller as well. Either way, I answer to anything. Doesn't really matter. Um, I think technically my German is really out of a, out of whack at the moment. It's been a long time since I practiced. I think it's actually supposed to be Müller, you know, with a little bit of a umlaut over the, the U well, that there. that sounds fancy. Müller. A little bit, but. I can't do fancy accents, as we know. <laughs> and look, this is what fascinates me a lot with, uh, the English language mm-hmm. because I'm Australian. So obviously my accent <gasps> arrives from the English. I, I know <laughs> you couldn't tell. I know. But considering my accent derives from the English who created English, I think mm-hmm. we mispronounce a lot of words. So you know how like you have an ER at the end of your name, so it should be er. We're like, ah, it's, it's, right. it's mala, <laughs> mula. <laughs> so that's why I don't understand yeah, how... Yeah, you, you guys don't know how to speak, I mean. <laughs> yeah, which really astounds me because if the English were the people who created English... Why can't we speak properly? I don't know, but I do have to say this, that I would rather speak like an Australian than an American. There is nothing more boring to my ear than an American accent. Are you kidding? Oh, it's the worst. How is that even possible? It's so glamorous to us Aussies. Are it's you, all we hear on TV. Are you serious? Wow, an American accent. Really? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. In, in Europe, that's not the case at all. Like they, they look at us and they're like, oh God. American accents are not sexy. They're not cool. They're just, they're flat. They're boring. They're blah. (laughs) To be honest, I've been told uh, when traveling to Europe to make it very clear that I am Australian and not American because apparently, yeah, you're not well favored. (laughs) I I don't know why. I I can't imagine why. Look, when I travel, I, I put a little Canada pin on my backpack. So... I, I, <laughs> I am I a Canadian. That's what it is. No, but seriously. Oot-na-boot. Yeah, Utnaboot. We've uh, look, when I worked as a waitress in uh, at this brewery, we had so many Americans mm. come in, and it would be so exciting. They would just have to say, "Hey," and we'd go, "Oh my God, they're American. They must like be in Hollywood. They must know everyone just because it sounds glamorous to us." Is this what living on a giant island in the middle of the ocean does to people? <laughs> it does. We've got nothing else, man. You poor bastards. You have no clue. We don't. I got excited just going to New Zealand just because there was just a slight difference. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, they say everything wrong. That's like, no offense to New Zealanders listening, but I don't understand how a pen that you write with turns into a pin. Listen, I got to say this. (laughs) I would listen to you read the phone book. I'll listen to a New Zealander read the phone book. I don't want to hear an American read anything. We're the worst. Isn't that funny? I think it's just because what you grow up, you're, you're used to it kind of thing. So it's not interesting to mm-hmm. you anymore. But that's another thing uh, with the difference between American and Australian and English and all that stuff. 
I think we write words more correctly because we put in our use. Okay, you're just lazy. Is this going to be the the Attack America podcast? Is that is that what's happening right now? Get... <laughs> uh, fair, no, fair no, enough, just attack enough. you. No. Uh, so when you like when you're when you're spelling color, it's C O L O U R. You, you yeah. put that extra U in there. Oh, I see. I mean, yeah, really, it's quite pointless. It, it doesn't. It need is. To be I mean, there. it's just inefficient. But I mean, do what you need to do. It's fine. Well, you know what's extra weird? So you know how you have like your Republicans and your Democrats. We have Labor and Liberal. But labor, if you wrote that a woman goes into labor, we put our U. But if you're talking about labor and politics, we spell it the American way. Because back in the day, we wanted to appear more trendy and we left out the U. (laughs) (laughs) So That's funny. Oh, I got a question for you. How do you guys spell theater? Oh, yes. No, no. We're very posh, darling. It's T-H-E-A-T-R-E. That's how I spell it too. And everyone looks at me funny. So why do you spell it like that? I don't know. Um, that's how I learned it in school. I guess just a teacher I had really? must have spelled it that way and it always stuck. And it's one of those words that I always, uh, people are always like, no, it's E-R. I'm like, no, actually, it's R-E. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yes, darling. But again, even though for me, it's the correct way to spell it, mm. technically it doesn't make a lot of sense because same with center and theater, it looks like it should be theatre. Right. Centre, it's almost French, you'd think. Let's not get into the French. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've uh, all witnessed my uh, attempt at a French accent on Hoopod, and that did not go down very well. So we're not going to go there. I wish I could do accents. I'm terrible. So speaking of theatre, my darling Joff, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about uh, your new adventures into the world of theatre and film. Yeah, um, I caught the acting bug. Hard. Yeah, it's very contagious. It really is. It's so it's so bad. I uh, man, yeah. About two and a half years ago, I guess, uh, I decided. Ran- Listen, my entire life is a series of poorly thought out decisions that always seem to work out okay. So I'm not complaining. I just don't plan very well. I'm like, I want to do this thing over here that I have nothing, you know, no clue about, and I'm not planning for it, but I'm going to go do it anyway. So I decided I wanted to do something creative and because I've never done drama in school or anything like that. I, the only thing I knew how to do that I felt confident in was stunt work. So I approached some oh, really? local indie guys that were making some movies. And I said, hey, if you ever need any extra stuntmen, you know, I can take falls and everything else and not a problem at all. And they said, all right. Have you lit yourself on fire? I haven't done the fire thing yet. A uh, funny story. <sighs> I got lit on fire as a teenager in a horrible accident. And uh, that kind of scares the crap out of me. Different story. Oh another time. <laughs> okay, another time. <laughs> yeah, I avoid, I avoid the flames, if at all possible. Um, <laughs> but... So I, I approached him and I said, hey, uh, this sounds fun. Sounds interesting. Let me know if you need someone. So they said, sure, come on in. I went in and, you know, did a couple things with them. And they said, hey, you, you kind of have a, you got a good presence about you. You ever thought about doing like on camera lines and stuff like that? And I said, no, but sure, why not? And they put me in something immediately and, uh, and it just spiraled out of control from there. Uh, and yeah, the hooks, hooks went in me and. Since then, I've done a bunch of local indie movies, a couple booked, a couple web series, filming a TV show tomorrow. Uh, That'll be interesting. Um, Are you allowed to talk too much about this TV show yet? Sure, I can talk a little bit about it. It's, I mean, it's nothing spectacular. It's a step above extra work, but it's a, it's a true crime show. (laughs) 
Uh, so I get to I get to go for a couple days and play play an alcoholic, abusive stepdad who gets murdered. That's going to be fun. Um, that would be so... I mean, not in real life, obviously, but no, playing would, the character is yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In real life, that would suck. But, you know, it would be fun to play him for a couple days. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. Once once I started doing it, the I think what got me is not only is it creative, but the community is just... Mm. The sets are so tight and just everyone's so nice. And it's just... God, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah it definitely turns into a, a mini family. Yeah. Just because I think you share such a love for something that no one really understands. I mean, everyone likes to be entertained. A lot of people like to watch movies and go to theater, but to actually be the people on stage and to bond over it all, mm-hmm. yeah, there's nothing quite like it. No. Going back to your stunt work. Sure. It is the hardest thing trying to make sure your face isn't seen. In some cases, yes. So when I was doing the doing the, the initial stuff that I was doing, because I was in the show as well and was doubling as stunt work, a lot of times, like for instance, I'd get thrown through a door and have to, you know, go crashing into a wall, for instance. But I had to do it in such a way that my face was never completely on camera. That is really difficult, especially when you're trying to contort yourself to not hurt yourself. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a definite skill to you have to have a very good body awareness for things like that. Um, stunt work is a is hard and it is it's an unsung part of the the movie community you know there's always the the protests every year the why isn't there a a stunt category at the oscars and rightfully so uh they don't get their Mm. due hopefully one day they will have you ever had to uh, (laughs) do stunt work for a for an actress for a woman i know i'm thin and slight of frame (laughs) I, I don't know exactly <laughs> what we're getting at here. Uh, no, no. Uh, the, the the times I've never body doubled anybody. So gotcha. the stuff that I've done has been, hey, we need people to get beat up in this scene or or whatnot, um, or I'm doing the choreography, things like that. But I've never had to body double for anyone. Gotcha. Because there's nothing that irritates me more than watching Charmed, where you have these three petite, five foot three women and then they're thrown across the floor and there's suddenly three blokes laying on the ground with broad shoulders. <laughs> and bad wigs. Yep. And really bad wigs, uh, stuffed bras. It just, it, it doesn't work out. It, it sort of takes you out of, um, I guess, the, the fantasy of it all. But I, I guess with older shows like that, especially with Charmed, when it was early 2000s, we had smaller TV screens. So I don't think they ever expected us to have HD DVDs wide screen hd makes all the difference in the world i mean when you're when you're pausing stuff you can really see through you you gotta really uh you gotta really hide a lot of stuff nowadays yeah we uh put a big projection screen outside so that way we could watch movies under the stars for easter it was really really great and we had it it was freezing cold because it's autumn here but it was lovely and we watched beetlejuice high def and dude you could see the strings (laughs) really yeah I'll have to pay closer attention next time. You will. And oh, it, it, it does suspend your belief a little bit, but it's kind of funny because you go, look how far we've come. No more strings. Mm-hmm. Just all CGI. <laughs> well, look, I have a few writing facts for you. Okay. And I, I want okay. to get your opinion on it. So we don't all know Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, he was so worried about preserving the surprises in Psycho that he bought all remaining copies of Robert Block's original novel ahead of the film premiere. Really? 
Yeah, that's commitment. That's uh, commitment's one way to put it. Mildly obsessive and, and control freakish is another. I don't know how he found them all. I don't know if he had little helper bees who went around. Did he have to go to libraries as well? They don't really clarify. But surely he missed a few. You would think. You would think so. You, he would have yeah. to. There's always those little indie bookstores, I, even back in the 60s. There'd be a few he's missed. Can you imagine a director nowadays trying to do oh, that? Wouldn't happen. And especially with Kindle, that would be it. Oh, that's true. Unless yeah. you actively took down Amazon until the film's release. There's not a lot you could do. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I know, right? I have another one for you. Okay. The inventors of the typewriter intended it to aid the blind. Even the guy who gave us the QWERTY keyboard hated using it and later disowned his contribution. What? No, seriously. Yeah. So that's new to I've me. I've never heard that before. I mean, I grew up typing yeah. on a typewriter. Like I, lo- I, There's still something about the feel of a typewriter that I love under my fingers. Mm. Um, the heaviness of the keys almost make it yeah and the clicky clacky yeah i mean there's a there's a weight to the words and the fact that you can't just delete 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 you have to actually think about what you're typing first i really love the feel of a of a typewriter under my fingers i can't imagine it being a tool to aid the blind though that's fascinating no so i I don't know if this was a before or after when braille was released i'm not too sure when that all came out but Mm -hmm. i don't know how it would have aided them because typewriters as far as i know don't have the letters don't sort of stick out. They're flat, aren't they? They are. Maybe every key had a different sound to it when you hit it. That's something that could work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or maybe there were Braille typewriters. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, I think I huh. want to do a little bit more research. And anyone who's listening who might know the answer to that, please tweet us because we have no clue. But I, I really do love typewriters. I actually have um, a modern day one. So that way it links up to my uh, iPad or my computer or my laptop even. No oh, ma- wow. Anything okay. that I want. Yeah, it uh, links up to it. So that way I can type on my typewriter and feel fancy. And I can backspace without the stress of having to erase the entire page. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I could deal with that. I type very quickly. I type 101 words per minute. So the whole thought of having to do everything again would just be awful. That's pretty quick. Yeah, that's that's my absolute top. Usually I'm about 90, but yeah, 101. That's I'm very proud of that. Got triple digits. So you know how we're talking about uh, different countries? Yes. You have Waldo, don't you? Where's Waldo? We do. Why is he Waldo? Because he's Wally. He's where's Wally? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no clue. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not well versed in the ins and outs of Where's Waldo. Um, that was something that came about after I was a child. So uh, my kids kind of messed around with, you know, the Where's Waldo's books a little bit, but I, I, didn't, I didn't really dig too deep into them. So I have no idea. You guys call him Wally, though? Yeah, he's Where's Wally. And I remember I was watching an episode of Frasier. And they're talking about Where's Waldo? And I thought, that's weird. Maybe it's copyright, so they didn't want to say Where's Wally because they get in trouble. And then I found out later on that, no, you guys actually have Where's Waldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a big thing, actually. It has been for, I don't know, 20, 20, 25 years? Oh, I was obsessed with Where's Wally. They used to have these things at the news agents where you get the little magazine every week and you get a special sticker with it and you travel all around the world with Where's Wally and you learn about Egypt and, ah, oh, it was so good. But I only just nice, found yeah. out today. 
Oh, go on. Yep. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, here you would find them a lot in a, if you go to the doctor's office. Doctor's offices oh, and really? dentists and everything would have these uh, scholastic magazines. And there was always like a Where's Waldo puzzle in them for, for kids to kind of sit and try and figure out where they are. So, yeah, taking the kids to the dentist or, or to the doctor, there was always some some form of, of magazine that would have a, a Where's Waldo in it. That's a really good idea. My dentist has uh, posters of Murphy's Law on his ceiling. So I spent a lot of time at the dentist, uh, you know, all, getting braces on and off, all that kind of thing. But I pretty much memorized Murphy's Law based on how long I had to stare up at the ceiling. But it's a great idea. I wish more places did it because it's, you know, it gives you something to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I found out this little fella who hides from everyone goes by several names, okay? All right. He is, yeah, he is Charlie in France. I, I, yeah. He is... Yeah, Charlie. He's Holger in Denmark, Valdik in the Skeds Republic, Valiv, no, Valve in Finland, Hugo in Sweden, and Ali in Turkey. Tell you what, he's one crafty little bugger. What I don't get about that, and now, granted, I speak none of the languages from the from the countries you just mentioned, but Waldo, that's not a name we have here in the states. So why? Would we have to rename them for every country when it's obviously just a, a made-up name that isn't? Yeah. It's it's not like George or or, or Jeff or Frank. I'm not going to say Tyrolin because obviously that's a made-up name as well. But <laughs> why, why do we? Why are we changing the name per country when it really isn't a name that is used? It's just weird. So Waldo isn't short for anything. You never went to school with a Waldo Smith at all. I have never, in my 44 years in this planet, have never once heard of met or seen a waldo other than that bugger that wears the striped shirt in the little puzzle maybe it's just because he's very good at hiding no one's ever met waldo must be <laughs> must be but yeah I don't know. well then you compare it to charlie which is quite a common name at least here you go where's charlie right. oh there he is across the street <laughs> that's not even catchy no and you want that alliteration yeah i think so yeah i think you're right yeah yeah huh. i've never thought this much about where's waldo in my life <laughs> All right, then. Well, look, I think uh, we have analysed a lot a lot of different things. We have made fun of Jeff in particular, which is always a lot of fun for me. <laughs> Jeff, could you tell us where to find you? I do believe you have a brand new uh, podcast with the wonderful Ryan Day, and you talk about uh, geek fitness. We do. We do. You can pretty much find me anywhere on the internet. So if you want to find me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter... You can find me at the Mighty Jerd on all those platforms. If you're interested in the podcast, you can find that on Twitter as well at GFM Podcast, or you can go directly to the website, which is gfmpodcast.thejerd.com. And if you're interested in the acting stuff we were talking about, you can also find my official page on Facebook. That's official Jeff Muller. Before we go on, we just need to clarify, Jerd, is that spelled with a G or a J? That's a J. That's jock and nerd kind of smashed together. There we go. That's um, my hometown. We have a, a G in it, but we pronounce it as a J. So there's a lot of confusion between uh, the pronunciation of where we live. So that's that's another thing with the English language, G versus J. Maybe, maybe you're Gef. Gef Moolah. <laughs> We're, we're not we're, we're not getting into the whole gif jif jpeg thing we're not doing it 
not doing it. Thank you so much. And hopefully uh, we can have you on again very awesome. soon. Thanks so much. I appreciate you taking the time, Tierlin. And ditto. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye. Smiling on the outside, crying on the inside. I was never okay. I didn't want to stay. How was it that I could be lost inside a prison cell when all I truly needed was someone to kiss and tell?